All right, duck. What are you doing? Hey, old shug. Where are you going? Who's that lad? Who's that lad? Voice notes, lad. Voice notes, lad. It's Liam. Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode, episode number 12 of the Voice Notes podcast presented by our friends at Faster Pasta, Cambridge's premier fresh pasta delivery service. What's been going on? How's everyone doing? It's a new week, it's um, a fucking lovely sunny week actually isn't it, so really really nice weather. Um, every day, you know, the um, uh, people are getting more vac- more vaccines vaccinated people are getting vaccinated every day more and more people fucking hell string a sentence together um and yeah it's nice it's just nice to see a bit of nice weather i've been harping on about you know the odd nice day here and there but it's actually here um for a good couple of days so this is our summer fantastic brilliant um obviously recording i'm recording this on the wednesday and obviously well you'll you'll hear it later but um Lovely couple of days here in uh, Old Blighty, um, especially down south. It's been really nice. Um, it's not a euphemism for my uh, below man regions. It's just you know the region of the country. Um, it's yeah, nice. It's been really really nice actually. I saw that obviously the the restrictions have been lifted, which is a good thing. Nice to see people. I saw that. On the news, there was like a local tennis club for you know kids tennis club. People people were playing there. There was um, uh, like everyone seemed to were playing golf. I really want to start golf again. I felt like I was playing it a little bit about four or five years ago, like semi regularly. Not very good at it, mind. But I'd like to. I know I'd, I'd be like a fair weather golfer. I wouldn't want to golf in the winter because yeah, nah. It just looks like a. Good excuse. I don't want to kind of like, I don't know. I just, I don't want to, yeah, obviously I want to be fairly competent at it, but I don't want it to be, basically why I want to golf is just, you know, drive around the carts, get drunk and have a laugh pretty much. Just get in one pretty much for, for the for the whole day. I've only played one round of 18 once and I was dreadful. Me and my brother, we were, I nearly crashed the cart. So it was, uh, as you can imagine, it was in Devon. So it was like really, it, the course was just hilly, and I've never—I didn't know the procedure of or the etiquette of, um, uh, you know, a golf course. I didn't know that you couldn't crash the car almost, but um, we uh, we reverted the crash. He took the wheel because, well, I was I was drunk, but he was also he was less drunk, so that wasn't too bad. But yeah, weather is um, picking up. It's really nice. Um, hopefully, there's that meme going around. Like, what's the UK like? But um, What's the UK really like? And then they they show you the, the weather map. Oh, sorry, they, they don't even show me the weather. It just says Ely. It just says... Yeah, so it's 19, 20 degrees now. And then next week... For the rest of the week, it's going to be nice. It's going to be a little bit colder tomorrow, but not too much colder. Like, yeah, or well, 10 degrees colder. And then there's... There's literally frost next next Thursday. Thanks a fucking bunch. Cheers. Cheers, mate. But it's nice because the clocks went backwards or clock went forwards. Either way. Um... The clocks did something, and it's just summer evenings are back as well. It's just nice. It's just nice to see people out having a bit of you know smiles on the faces. You can meet up with people in the park. Um, obviously, restricted numbers. They people have made a big deal about that, but I swear people have just been doing that anyway. People have still been going around the houses. We're not really in this together, are we? So 
but yeah, but, like, but, but fair play. I, I'd, I'd like to see everyone having a good time. And but yeah, just spare me the bullshit that you know. Oh, we could finally meet at the park. You've been doing that for quite a while, so it's fine for walks. And you know, if you play football, yeah, people have been doing it anyway. But now it's it's legal. Come on. Um, but you know, it's uh, really really great weather this week. But other than that, nothing much has been going on. It's been international week, which means or the international break in terms of football, which means absolute boringness, nothingness. I complain about. Premier League, mainly Crystal Palace, but no, it's just, it's just absolutely. I, I, I still miss. It. I was going to make a conscious effort to watch the England games because I want to know or have a kind of opinion. Well, I have an opinion regardless if I watched England or not, but. I wanted to watch them in some competitive games before the Euros this year. So when they obviously do pick the squad, we'll do a big podcast with that as well. I've got a few big guests lined up. But um, that'll be really... Cause I'm just really excited for the Euros. Looking back at old um, like World Cup footage and stuff, it's just got me excited. Hopefully, fans will be allowed back in. Because it's just weird international tournaments... Like I didn't watch any of the Six Nations. I've already said I already sort of mentioned how I felt about that. And like even just watching Premier League is really really difficult. Just kind of I don't know. I just can't really get into it. It's just not mainly because I'm a Crystal fucking Crystal Palace fan. But I just can't. Yeah, I won't. I won't repeat what I've said. Well, I say I won't, but I probably will. But with the weather also means another thing. Fucking hay fever. I don't. Usually I'm not that bad with hay fever, but the first few days I'm usually itchy eye selfie boy over here, just um, rubbing and scratching my eyes. I went for a walk with my mate yesterday, and the whole time he must have kind of, when I was like turned and looked at me, I must have been like, oh yeah, I just must have rubbing my eyes and just red eyes. Also, my feet, I've had to been scratching my feet. It looks like a cat has just mauled the, the top of my foot, because I've just been scratching it. I've been bitten somewhere, but... No, it's no. That's really annoying. I've never really had that. I always have the same reaction to I get, I get bitten, or like it seems like in the same place. It's just like a kind of these bugs are attracted to this one area, this one juicy area of my calf. My calves are quite juicy anyway, but we'll uh, we'll save that for another day. But there's a there's one there's I've, either all calf as well. It doesn't 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 discriminate. It's never it's never both at the same time. It's always just the one for about a period of a week. They'll bite like so the inner part, like so the inner part. It's all outer, but my um probably sounds stupid there. It just bites my calf like a little nick, and then I'm like you can you can feel like a stingy bite, can't you? So I start scratching it, scratching it, and then it just boils up and then becomes like this rock hard solid thing like my calves are rock hard anyway but they're just it, it's almost like smacking a piece of cardboard it's almost just like this this sound effect on there and that's a placemat so my back of my calf becomes like a placemat for a week i then have to wrap around a cold towel and almost just walk around in it and a few people have seen this site and they'll they'll remember it fondly but it's just very it's just very annoying very irritating because when you scratch it it feels so fucking good it's just fucking so nice when you have a 
when it's like a scratch like that, like your fingernails can't really, I'm really getting weird now, but you get, I don't know, just your fingernails can't satisfy you that much unless you've got like long fingernails, like a, I don't know, I don't know what the comparison is. Um, but like say, you know those, uh, you know when you get like aerial um, washing liquid and you've got the little cups, if you scratch that on your leg, well, the sense if you if you have the same thing I have, if you scratch like legs, if you have if you have legs, if you have a really like bad scratch, which you shouldn't itch, but when it, you itch it, it feels so fucking nice. If you scratch it with one of those things, it's it's heaven. It's fucking it's lovely. It's well worth the uh, the prolonged pain and the prolonged in like what is it infection so i'm uh yeah this is a uh, first 10 minutes out of the bat just getting weird um just this nice weather's got the best to me but uh really fucking nice weather really really nice weather um not drinking as much as you'd expect in the nice weather even though i did see something that you know they, they want to make you like this nice weather makes you want to do vodka shots in the morning absolutely not always have vodka with pink lemonade but um no, what else has been happening? That like, the international break's been crap. What else? Oh yeah, people in parks playing golf. Oh, yeah, I watched this because I've not been watching. I've been watching loads of the US Office recently. My dad has now switched onto it, which is um, about time, Steve. But started watching the US Office again for like the fifth, fifteenth time, fifteenth time, and um, series five. It's so. It's, yeah, obviously, if you've watched it, you don't need to. I don't need to. Um, uh, bring you in my enlightened analysis on it just probably just say it's fucking sick mate but yeah it's just as funny it, ne it never gets old it's one of those shows it just literally never gets old i get a bit giddy when like you realize it's one of those episodes where it's literally just a highlight reel of just funnies and even even if it's not like a particularly just you know joke after joke after joke after thing after thing after thing there's like always one joke let's say like the start of it that just sort of buckles you and then you carry that that laughter or that joke can just carry for the rest of the episode i feel i feel so but i won't um give you that much of a you know analysis like only my keen analytical mind can point out also um i watched i watched this really great documentary the other night on bbc iplay or no just bbc because it was real time uh, finding Jack Charlton, absolutely brilliant. Like, if you're a football fan, you should really. If obviously, if you're um, English or Irish football fan, especially, um, I think Irish people of, of like a certain age would really enjoy that because it's just um, obviously very heavily based around the like Euro eight, Euros eight in eight, 1988, the 1990 World Cup, and like a little bit on the 1994 World Cup. But it's mainly about his, you know, tenure Ireland and. Um, they talk a lot about his brother Bobby. I didn't know that they had a frosty relationship. That sort of highlights it a little bit. And it was, yeah, just it, I, did, I didn't know that at all. But I kind of, I can, what, I, don't, I don't know what I reckon. It just kind of because Bobby Charlton or his family didn't um, uh, didn't feature on the documentary. It was just you know Jack Charlton's family and the people in it. And it was really sad because obviously he passed away last July, and I was in Ireland when he passed away actually. And it was funny hearing on the radio, like, all the stories of people, you know, reminiscing and, you know, what, what he meant to the country. He, at the end of the documentary as well, there's, like, a spoiler. His son and his wife have, like, there's, like, plaques on the wall in this house of, like, honorary Irish citizenship. And I th they said, like, his son said, there's only, 
here, there's there's Nelson Mandela and someone else, like this this other woman, this other famous person, like just humanitarian person, you know, the bar is already set high with Nelson Mandela. I can't, I, forgive me, I can't remember the other person who's got been given honorary Irish citizenship. But then it's just him. Then it's Jack Charlton and his and his wife. So it's, that's that's crazy. Like that, that a person like that, um, an Englishman as well. During that time, with all the, all the troubles and whatnot, and that highlights that a little bit also, also. And that part of history is so fascinating. And people in this country need to they need to wake up. They need to. I think. I think it should be taught in schools that that point in history because it's astonishing how many people don't know about in this country, especially people my age and well, even older or younger. Um, I'm just generalising here, but it's kind of astonishing that people don't know that much about Ireland and like the history of Ireland as well. So, and the troubles in particular. But he was obviously met with a bit of backlash going over there because he's an Englishman going into. You know the Irish national job in like 1986, I think it was. Yeah, 1986 or 19. Um, yeah, 1986 or 1987, and then you know took them to the first you know Euros, took them to the first um, World Cup, and that was yeah th- that was great to sort of watch and great to see. And it was sad to see him as well because he features in doc in the documentary because it was filmed just before he died and he'd had. Um, dementia and it was obviously very like the, the stages where it was just getting quite bad and that was very sad to see um, because someone who was so full of life like if you've not really um, looked up Jack Charlton I'd, I'd recommend you sort of google him or youtube him he's a very it was a very kind of out there character very very charismatic very you know no nonsense um, fella just a just a character really just full of charisma and it was really sad and it just that makes this that brings home the whole you know if I can get serious for a second it, it brings home the, that whole that like dementia thing like it's very that dementia thing sorry <laughs> I'm so insensitive but it's yeah it was very sad and I didn't like there was one bit where he's walking with his wife there's um I think they've gone down to the local there's like a lake or like a reservoir and because he was a keen fisherman like loved his fishing apparently there's like a statue in Ireland or in like Cork airport of him with a fishing rod um, and there's like um, a part there's there's famous parts in Ireland there's famous like lakes in Ireland where he'd locally he would always he would always go to um, for his like fishing spots and there's like people taking pictures of him and it's like I said to my mum I said to my mum like would you want someone would you if you were a fan of that person say if you were a, the biggest Jackie Charlton fan or the biggest you know whoever fan and they were suffering from that and they don't really they're not really sure where they are or, or you know who they are anymore would you really want a photo I know you know you're a fan and all that stuff it just would you really want a photo of your hero when he's when they're like that I just found that quite sad and um obviously his, obviously his wife was said like yeah you can do it because she's um she, she was the one sort of doing all the talking pretty much but it was just sad seeing like a man with who was so full of life and meant so much to a lot of people to kind of well end up like that pretty much he was just he didn't um he, he died of lymphoma i know that but his son very defiantly on the documentary said that the dementia's not going to get him the dementia's not the thing that's not going to get him so very defiantly said that and he was right but it's a it's a fantastic documentary and it really it highlights his him as a man really and his what he meant to 
so many people and so many well just the you know he, he brought sort of the country of Ireland it was like the part of that when they brought in the sort of change and you know that around that time in Ireland wasn't a great time and obviously he wasn't but he culturally he had a big part to play in that um but it's funny when because I was in Ireland when uh, he it was announced he died and he does obviously loads of stories on radio there was a bloke who texted in on one of the radio stations in Ireland saying he's a taxi driver and he was he picked him up in Cork or somewhere I think in Limerick and then he had to drive him to Dublin airport and that's, obviously that's quite a drive and he was like oh fantastic I've got I'll, I'll hit this Jackie Charlton in the back of my taxi I'm gonna you know really pick his brains it's just gonna be a great sort of um, uh, just trip down memory lane because he's obviously he's watched all the Italian 90 the Euro 88 when they beat England and you know USA ninety four as well, like your dreams come true. Like imagine like your hero comes in the back of your taxi, and apparently all Jack Charlton wanted to talk about was fishing. <laughs> he had no interest in um, uh, he had no interest whatsoever in talking about the football or, or anything like that. But it's astonishing how yeah, like an Englishman um, around that time in history could have a such an impact on on the country of Ireland when you know it was massive protest. Well, not massive protest, but a a massive backlash for when he um, uh, he got appointed. But all in all, uh, an amazing, amazing documentary. And if you're a football fan, you know he's a part of English football history as well, as much because he's you know won the World Cup with us. He's an integral part, and he talks about that as well. And they show his World Cup medal, which is which is kind of crazy. It's so small. Like you, you compare like that World Cup medal to the ones now, it's it's crazy. But still, it's a World Cup medal. But um, yeah, an amazing documentary which I recommend you all watch if you're a football fan. I'll say I'll say this again. I, I, I like I seem to like to put this out. Like if you if you're a football fan or just a fan of interesting people and people who've had a an interesting life, then it's for you. I think it's brilliant and it really it's very heartwarming as well because as well because uh, you know when they get back you know from Italy, where it been Italian ninety or Holland in eighty eight, you know come back to an amazing reception. You know you can tell you can then see impact he, what he had on the country and what his, what his team had in the country as well but um, that made me sad as well also because it made it made me excited for the Euros and future uh, um, tournaments like um, international tournaments because I missed because that's the one thing because when I went to America did you know um, in 2018 it was the World Cup year obviously and that's when England went to the semis it was the best like best we've done in like thousands of years i remember saying to my dad like on the way to the airport he was like, oh you'll you miss the world cup you'll miss the fanfare i was like we both kind of looked at each other like nothing's happening this year nothing's gonna go on um and we're with good reason to think that because we've been so shit for so long um we're still we're not like amazing now we're, still, we're a pretty good team but and it's exciting being an england fan now because it's just we've got like just ballers, ballers everywhere. But that was the only time I was ever, I was, I was ever homesick. Just seeing people on my phone, you know, in the streets, like everyone who was here can tell you. Like, I just, when someone starts talking, talking about it, I sort of, either really starry-eyed, like, oh my god, what was it like? And then, or just kind of get, oh, that was really what it's like. It's just depressing, like really depressing. Even my mate Finn, who says that he's not a big football fan by all accounts. He was just like caught in the fanfare. I think, and it was impossible. Not, I think it would be impossible not to because it's 
well, that shows how football mad we are, isn't it? But yeah, it made me excited for future uh, tournaments, hopefully with fans. I, I would say if there were still restrictions when when the Euros come along and there's no fans in the stadium, say if we win that, there'll be no, I would happily, uh, uh, yeah, fuck the restrictions. Like I'll say this, I'll say this now, fuck the restrictions. If we win the Euros or we win the, win the World Cup, no one's going to work. No one's just to be like, the economy would take a huge dip, <laughs> except in booze and you know pubs and whatnot. But I think, yeah, that'd be. It's obviously the dream. That's like you know that's why. So I lie awake at night. No, I'm not that sad. But um, yeah, Jack Charlton finding Jack Charlton on BBC it will be on BBC iPlayer, which is just a great, great documentary. Really recommend you watch it. But other than that, I've not really been watching much else. I watched the Fundamentals of Caring on. Netflix with my family. It was quite nice. I've seen it before. It was, it was very nice. And yeah, I think because I know that guy in it, he's Welsh. He was in the he was in submarine. Was it the submarine? Which submarine is one of my favourite films. And he was in Tracy Beaker. I you know should really credit him with that first. He was in Tracy Beaker before he was in submarine. He's always that little lad from Tracy Beaker. But I'm not sure if he's that Welsh. Like because he's in America. And his mum, because I, I swear when you see English people or just British people in general in like American films, they're always overly like British, like just overly just kind of, it's just exaggerated. Like his mother in it, she's English and she's like, hello, you must be Mr. Benjamin. Like very, hello, good day, my good man. Like very, you know, it's... No one speaks like that. A few people do, like, you know, hello, how's it going? Like that. But it's funny that Americans still have that view on, like, the English accent. It's very, like, I don't know what their view is, like, because, I don't know. I've I've got a lot of American friends, and none of, like, and my friends from back home, like, say, Connor and other people we went to America with, they know none of us speak, like, the way that, English people are portrayed in films, but she was. It's always the case. You never see, or someone over the. It's 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 always an extreme like version. Say if someone you know from up north or someone you know is a Cockney, it's always really like overdone, and it's really. I don't know. It's just quite funny. It's just, uh, other people may find it. I, I'm not sure if you find that offensive, but like if you do, then get your head out of your ass. But it's just very strange. It's just, it's just funny. It's just amusing, and then. Like say, well, he's because he's a Welsh kid, but he's like overly Welsh as well. Not like you, you know, cries every time. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know what I was going to say then. I was going to try and make a joke that James Haskell made, but it serves me right for trying to repeat someone else's joke. But he's, uh, I don't know. It just it seems very overly Welsh. And like you say, that with Scottish people who were portrayed in um, uh, in American films as well. Like it's not unless it's done by. I don't know, and then I, I think Irish people in just there's like there's like a, um, uh, there was there was an old YouTube channel called Facts, and it was like Irish people watching, like say Irish people analyze Irish accents in films, and they are all awful. They are absolutely they're dreadful. Not that my Irish accent's great, but it's yeah, it's just it's quite funny. But why is it that they are always like English people, just British people in general? And you could say that for anyone as well, like any sort of group of, you know, people in like American films is very, 
it's just sort of over-exaggerated. Like, say, if you're Australian, if you're from Asia, or if you're from, you know, South America, it's, you know, if you're from mainland Europe as well, like, it's all always very over-exaggerated. And you feel like, uh, is this, this is not really accurate. Hmm. Um, maybe there's a deeper issue there. But anyway, that was me. That was fundamentals of caring. His mother was just very, very British, very just, and I recognise her, but I, didn't, I don't know what she's in. Great take, Liam. Fantastic. Um, also, yeah, nothing else has really kind of kicked off, to be honest this way. I say kicked off as in, you know, it's, it's, it's all popping, but it's all popping. But in terms of, um, what else has been going on? Oh, yeah, Facebook memories. Let's bring this back because we've got no fantasy football thing this week. Facebook memories, six years ago today, I posted... Does anyone have, I begged the question, does anyone have a Superman top that I can borrow for this weekend? God knows what that was for. I think that was for when I used to work at Frankie and Benny's because it was like superhero weekend. Excuse me. Been on the Diet Cokes and we had to dress up as super. That job was arguably the best and worst job I've ever had in my life. That was so, like, because it was great because everyone in it was, was really sound and really, like, Working in a restaurant, especially working in Frankie and Benny's in Stoke on Trent, I'll just say that. Yeah, um, it was everyone was kind of in the bullshit together, was all in it together, and I got the job in my third year at uni, which wasn't really I needed to do out of necessity, but it wasn't really wise in terms because I didn't I didn't think that I'd be working that many hours. I know, poor me, I had to fucking work a bit hard, but. It wasn't just, it was just, yeah, it was just, yeah. It was, if you've ever worked in Frankie and Benny's, if you've ever been to Frankie and Benny's, you can probably imagine what it's like working there. Um, but yeah, I probably needed that for that. There was like my little brother. I did a quote. That was a big thing as well back in the day. I used to quote a lot, a lot of what I thought was funny um, or things what I thought, I can't even speak. Things I've, um, people said what I thought was funny. Um, it was. And why is it, yeah, it's like my settings was in York. I've never been to York. My little brother, quote marks, a shank's better than a wank. Um, I must have thought at the time that was hilarious or I must have thought that was exceptional content for uh, my friends on Facebook. Pfft, no. A lovely little picture there, a little cute picture of me and my friend. Huh? Um, and then this is clearly bullshit um, and attention-seeking. I put in my... 11 years ago, nearly got shot in the front garden by a fucking farmer. That is bullshit. I, I no doubt I wrote that, um, but that didn't happen. I probably a loud bang went off, and I thought, you know what, I'll try and make people laugh here. You know, I lied a bit, so apologies for lying, but that is ridiculous. The amount of shite you post on this fucking app. Facebook, I, talk, I spoke about Facebook or um, Twitter being a bit of a cesspit. Facebook is a biggest cesspit. It's just full of like, like it's just it's literally just an online. You can just it's just it's eBay. It's just online eBay. That, that sounds ridiculous, even as well. This is not a very well well thought of podcast episode twelve of the listeners podcast. Um, yeah, sponsored by Faster Pasta, and also gives a shout out to Gabby Kenny Art if you have any. Um, special occasions coming up if it's someone's birthday if someone's you know it's Easter as well so get your cards in for Easter um, look up Gabby Kenny Art on Instagram and also if you're fancying something a little bit different from the uh, the old 
um, Easter roast, get themselves some faster pasta. Um, uh, check out the website for all blogs, recipes, menu changes, and also there's some merch on there as well. And they've got some video content coming out soon as well. So I know I keep saying that, but they have got some content coming out as well. Also, I just see on the, I'm just looking through my friends on Facebook. I've kind of slagged Facebook off the last couple of weeks, but I'm kind of obsessed with it because it's just looking through. It's just not something I've looked through in ages. And I'm just remember, oh, that person, oh, that person. There's a guy, he's put BA at the end of his fucking name. Jesus Christ. I won't pick fun of him. We already have, but he's a nice guy, but do better. There's loads of people. Everybody has kids. Just their Facebook profile is either their kids, their wedding day, or their dog. I'm unfriending this guy because he was a knobhead. And I'm not telling you who because I'm a pussy. But anyway. Um, what else has been going on? I saw, yeah, I saw a guy with a leg sleeve. What are they called? What is a leg sleeve? What is the uh, what is the leg sleeve called? Like you go into the, the tattoo parlor and you say, "Hey up, hey up, mate! Can I have a um, can I have a trouser? Can I have a stocking? A, a legging? What are they called? Because a sleeve is obviously clearly a sleeve." But what is, because um, I've seen people with like fully decked out from like their ass to their ankle, like tattoos like, on their leg. Tattoos again, I don't, I've got nothing wrong with, I've got no issue with tattoos whatsoever. If you want to tattoo yourself, tattoo yourself. Um, but I just don't know. I've, I can imagine myself getting a tattoo, but I just don't know what I'd get. I think a lot, but I, I don't know. I think I just think like it's just a very trendy thing to get, isn't it? Like a lot of tattoos. I think, yeah. I just don't know what I would get, and it's just because I'm too tight with stuff like that. I'd have to really fucking love it. I'd have to go like look at it every single. So, so especially if I got a sleeve, I'd have to look at it and go like, fuck, that's the bollocks. Every single day, that's a fucking. That's literally a picture of bollocks on my arm. No, I'd, I'd, I'd have to really be like. And I'm not, I think to get a sleeve as well, you have to be like, you have to have quite big biceps. I think you have to have a certain, for a man especially, you have to have a certain body type to pull off and make it look pretty good. I'm probably offending a lot of fat people right now, but or people with kind of spaghetti arms like me. But it's, um, yeah, I don't, I, I think you have to be a certain body type. Because I always thought like I'd get a chest tattoo. And then I was like, I have to, because Conor McGregor has a chest tattoo because it suits Conor McGregor. He has, he has he's a ripped guy that that looks good on him. You know whether you think it looks good or not, but if like that looks better on him than it would for me, who's got you know a flabby chest like that is, you know just that's just that's just science. That's just that's just the truth, bro. Um, so I thought because I always thought like, I'd get a fucking bear. Imagine me with a bear on my tat on my chest. That'd be, that'd look ridiculous, wouldn't it? It looks stupid, but um, <laughs> like, yeah, but yeah, you just have to. I don't know. You see, like bigger, especially lads. Like, I think girls and women they can pull off tattoos very well. Like, I, I, I just think they can. As obviously, there's some tattoos. There's this. There's the standard Chinese, you know, symbol on someone's, you know, part of their anatomy. Um, but like, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just very. I think for lads especially, you have to be a certain body type. You have to be... There's always that There's that kind of skater boy look, the kind of skinny kind of skater boy guy. 
um, like Travis, was it Travis Barker? Or Travis Parker? Travis Parker's the singer, isn't he? Or the rapper, artist. Travis, that's Travis Scott, fuck. Um, someone called Travis, who plays drums for Blink-182. He's got like tattoos, because it kind of, because he's like kind of, kind of skinny, you know, you know, coming out of rehab look, and he's got tattoos all over his fucking body, and it suits him like that. And I know this guy who's a tattoo artist; they suit him as well. Like tattoo artists with ta- like, they suit tattoo artists as well. They just kind of suit them. I remember thinking when I was a kid, you know, when I watched Miami Ink, and it was always there was that guy Army, and then there was the. There was like the to- there was that token guy they had a trainee who was utter shit as well. I can't remember his name, but he was a wank. And there was Kat Von D, and they'd always walk in. They're like, hey, you know, they have to like you have to have a story. Apparently, you had to have a story to go in there, obviously, because it's a TV show. But I remember thinking, like, why do they always have to have tattoos? Like, is there is there such a thing as a tattoo artist who has no tattoos? He just likes drawing. He just likes art. Is there such a thing? Point me in the right direction. But um. Yeah, I, in, tattoo, in terms of tattoos, I don't like. I don't know what I'd get because I just because I always hear because when you say like, oh, how much that costs? It was, it was a thousand pounds. It's like for like a little dot on their arm. It's like, pff, um, uh, no, no way. Um, and in terms of the pain thing, you might think I'm be I'm backing out because of the pain. I think I'd be okay with the pain because I just I, I've got I feel I feel like I've got a decent threshold uh, for pain. Um, I didn't say that with the most utmost confidence and I know a lot of people will probably be laughing at that but I think I have I think I do I mean if if the dentist is a great way to measure your um, pain threshold because I remember one time at uni I went to the dentist and it was almost like they stuck a fucking knife down my throat and it was so fucking painful just because you have to take it you can't just be like wincing all the time because you're going to be there for hours and it's just it will become ridiculous after a while but like the woman just said, you just sit there and take it, didn't you? So like, I've got no choice. <laughs> I've got no choice ever. And it's like they just. Meanwhile, they stick a cleaver down the back of your throat, and they're like, oh yeah. So we just handed a filling. That's uh, five hundred pounds. <laughs> um, but anyway, no tattoos. Um, I think I'd have to if I was to get like a tattoo or like a like a sleeve or anything like. Not that I will get a sleeve. Completely reverted on what I was. We're talking about tattoos, but. Yeah, what is a leg? T- what is a leg sleeve called? Is it a trouser? Is it a stocking? Is it a legging? Is it a jogger? Is it just a? Is it just called a leg sleeve? When, if that case, it's wrong. You should call it a stocking or something like that. But yeah, leg tattoos. I don't know. It's just I don't know. It's just really sleeves look quite good. Like a lot of sleeve, but like legs. I don't know, unless you live on, like, you know, Venice Beach or if you live in like, a place which is, you know, you wear shorts every single day, then... Because I'd want to show it off all the time. If I was... If I paid that... If I paid that much fucking money, I'm showing it off. Even if it's on my back or something like that. But also back tattoos. Like, what? You can't see it. You can't see it. Only other people will be like, whoa. But, like, yeah, you can't, you can't see it. Anyway, I'll... Enough of tattoos. Enough. Um, also, this um, what is this fucking ship in the middle of the canal? Like, I didn't know that was. I saw something that was like forty million. Like, it's costing the world economy like forty million an hour or four hundred million an hour, something in between that. Four hundred, forty million, four hundred million. There's something in between that is costing the economy. Um, apparently, like a big wind took it, but that's. I I heard that's the size of the Empire State Building. That's like bigger than the Empire State Building if you st- st- stood up. 
That's a big fucking boat. Um, but I've not been, you know, I'd, as you can tell, I don't really, you know, look into much. Um, also, what else happened? What else has gone on? There was that fucking oh yeah, the Utah Jazz. I saw their um their plane had to take an emergency landing, and you see like pictures of the plane afterwards. There's obviously they ran in like a a flock of you know birds ran at them and run at them, but they flew at them and they had to do an emergency landing. It fucked up all the you know the the fan in the wing, and there was yeah, it's not very nice. Obviously, a bit of blood on the on the nose of the thing. And then it just made me think of that film with Tom Hanks that Sully film which is great really great film and I might watch that later on actually because it's just it's just very well done very well made I can't imagine I used to I used to I used to say like I liked a bit of turbulence but I now realise the utter horseshit that was coming out of my mouth like that would be terrifying I knew a, I know a guy who was they were flying he was flying from France to America and they had to make an emergency landing I think like Literally in the within the first hour, apparently, so they had to make an emergency landing, um, and it was. He said it was absolutely terrifying. Like that was just because he, he said like I'm gonna die. Like this is this is it. That would be God. Like, yeah, you just instantly put yourself in those. Like when you watch a film like Sully, and then you watch, you know, there won't be footage of the Utah Jazz plane, but there'd be obviously just the pictures, and you can imagine God and Gordon Bennett. It would be. Glad nobody got hurt. Glad nobody, you know, died. And this, uh, God is good. Um, what else is happening? I'm going to wrap this up in just a second. A bit of a short one today. But, uh, yeah, people playing golf, international break. We've pretty much covered everything. Um, what I will talk about as well, which I wanted to um, just sort of just speak because I know that speaking has made my situation a little bit better. Um, I always sign off these podcasts with, you know, you know, obviously what I've just spoke about, keep it, try to keep it light, trying to have a bit of a laugh, whether I, when I even want to have guests on, you know, have a laugh and whatnot, talk about top five favorite things, we have a bit of a funny debate, and I always sign off the podcast like, you know, keep smiling, hope you have a great week, and obviously I genuinely do mean it, but, you know, I've not really been uh, smiling myself recently, um, I've gone through a bit of a rough patch, just personally, a lot of um, things I've sort of built up um, as they do in this current climate, and yeah, had a bit of a, a panic attack at work, um, which wasn't which wasn't great. Uh, so yeah, just wanted to kind of put it out there. I've not been not been speaking a lot about the, the things that have gone on. I won't really go into all of that, but you know, reaching out and talking to family members, speaking to friends as well, has has, has really helped me. And I always thought that I was a person that was very honest and very open if something was bothering me you know oh yeah i speak up i I'll, I'll if something's bothering me i'll you know i won't let it fester i won't let it you know eat me eat me up but i was kidding i was kidding myself i um i do that like a lot of young men um a lot of people all over the place um do that and i think i well i've suffered for it um but speaking about what has happened and all my sort of the problems not saying my problems are greater than the next person's or they're completely like my life has fallen apart not yeah not in the slightest but i've had you know a build-up of things that have happened and um there's not been it's not been a good year and the only thing that's really kept me going and the really the thing that's sort of kept me sort of uh driven in a way is the podcast uh 
and I appreciate everyone who's listened and uh, who has listened and, and listening. Um, so I'd like to thank everyone for that because it's a release for me as much as anything. And this, this main reason I do it is for is, is for myself. You know, I said I said in a recent uh, chat with my friend, like I spoke about doing this for a long, long time, and it was either time to do it or or shut up about it because I've if you know me, then I was probably talking a lot of shit saying, oh yeah, I want to do the podcast, I want to do this, doing that, like, I know, and there was no sort of end in sight, people say, oh, when are you going to do it? It's like, oh, soon, like, it was always soon, like, that seemed to never come, and, you know, the podcast came through me losing my job earlier this year, uh, which really, you know, losing my job dented my confidence uh, big time, uh, and, you know, I thought, in a couple of days, like, wake of it, you can probably listen back to it and think, yeah, it's not really the first podcast because it was a bit shit. Not that they've got any better, but, yeah, this 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 came about of after me losing my job and I thought, you know what, fuck it, it's just time time to start doing what I kind of want to do and, you know, it's helping myself and, and that's what I've learned. I need to look after myself a lot more um, and talk to people a lot more about, you know, whatever's eating me up or, you know, bothering me um because it wasn't it wasn't nice it wasn't a, in a nice experience it seemed to someone walk past me and I'd burst into tears so it was uh, that was like last week so but talking I can't reiterate how important um you know reaching out to someone is because it felt like a weight off my shoulders and uh, you know I, I felt a bit I felt I felt a load better afterwards not that I'm completely okay now not that it's you know hey presto it's it's all magically cleared up um, it just it made me feel a lot better. It made me, you know, like I said, a massive weight because, in a way, and you know, definitely was like suppressing something, and you know, just let it build up, and it just couldn't really go any any, any longer. It was, um, yeah, because I'd say the past few months have been a been a bit you know, on a bit of an autopilot mode, just neither here nor there. Probably not the best company to be around. Not that I'm seeing that many people anyway. Um, even when people call me up, like friends or family, just very, you know, placid and very, just not really engaging. So, um, yeah, apologies for that. But yeah, no, I feel a lot better for talking. I feel a lot better for surrounding myself with, you know, family as well. I'm back home for a little bit, and yeah, I just need to sort of look after myself a bit more, uh, take a bit more time for myself because it seems that every time something like like losing a job not that I've lost loads of jobs but like um, you know I lost my job due to COVID I was made redundant um, got straight back on that you know found found the job I eventually um, got relieved of in January this year and I didn't really seem to I didn't uh, take time for myself to kind of let that sink in or like kind of think about that really I just kind of got straight the next day I got straight back into, you know, finding another job. And I, I did find another job, thankfully, and, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful for that. But it was all, it was out of necessity. I didn't, you know, look after myself in any shape or form. And I, you know, I'm, I'm the only one who's eventually going to suffer from that. And, yeah. Um, but what I'm trying to say is uh, I just wanted to kind of obviously get off my chest because, you know, talking about things has is, is, is opened my eyes up a little bit. And, you know, I'm not that I'm... I don't want to kind of burden anyone or be a no completely open book, but yeah, just talk to people. If you're going through something uh, remotely similar to me, or you know, if you know you feel like everything's piling on top of you, 
talk to someone, reach out. If you're lucky enough to have family around you, friends around you, there's always going to be someone who wants the best for you. So please, you know, reach out. Um, there's, I'll leave a number as well in the link in the bio as well for the for the for this episode that was given from my doctor. Um, because it's yeah, it helps big time. Don't suffer in silence. And I know the whole there's that phrase, you know. It's, it's okay to not be okay and it really is it's, it's, it is okay like you know you can admit that you're you're not doing um well during this time nobody's nobody's thriving nobody's really you know gained from this experience this whole you know all the all the covid covid um uh, pandemic so you know it's thankfully um there seems to be a kind of light at the end of the tunnel where people can now be reunited with their friends family um, loved ones as well so hopefully you know you know the, the light at the end of the tunnel that's going to be there for the for the for, well for the foreseeable future and we can get back to normality but if you are suffering um if you if you feel a bit down it's fine it happens um and yeah please speak to people please you know you know speak to your friends speak to your family um but yeah i just wanted to kind of get out there for me as well because yeah because yeah i you know i just appreciate you know the people who listen to this podcast it means it means the world to me so uh yeah i'll end it there uh thank you very much for listening uh thank you thanks thanks always for your time um i hope you i hope you guys have a great week keep smiling and um uh yeah take care guys thank you very much